Thanks for tuning in to Freedom House Podcast. We're always encouraged to know God is working through this church as we change our world one life at a time. We'd love to stay connected with you by following us on social media at Freedom House OC, as well as our YouTube channel. Let's listen in on today's message. Uh, a message that I really feel is going to speak very timely to what we're going through as a nation. And I want to talk about the principle of hope. Someone say hope. Come on, I feel it. Say hope. That's right. And I want to talk about this principle of hope. Now, I'm not talking about a humanistic hope. I'm not talking about a hope that comes from a human heart. I'm talking about something that I'm calling a Holy Spirit hope. I'll say it again. Holy Spirit hope. Why don't you type it in there right? Holy Spirit hope. I'm talking about a hope that is empowered from heaven, not a hope that's from earth. And I want to show you in the scriptures today about how God specifically intertwines this principle of hope as a byproduct of the Holy Spirit and also a a, a fruit of what Jesus wants to produce from our life. So I'm going to be in the book of Hebrews chapter number six, and that's going to be a fun message. I got an illustration. You know me. I like to get into the illustrations here, but go with me to Hebrews chapter number six. We're going to read verse 17 through verse number 19, and I want to share with you this word today uh, from God's word that I know will bless you, not because my message is good, but because God's word is good. Here's what the Bible says. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 17 through verse number 19. The NIV translation, it says, Because God wanted to make the unchanging nature of his purpose very clear to the heirs of what was promised. Notice God is saying that he wanted to make clear what he promised. What did God want to make clear? What he promised. So what we're about to be discovered is here's what God wants to be clear about in his promises. He confirmed it with an oath. Verse 18. God did not, God did this so that by two unchanging things in which, number one, it is impossible for God to lie. Now you need to hear that because especially during these times, God did not lie to you about his protection. God did not lie to you about his promise. God did not lie to you about him being Jehovah Jireh. He's just going to prove it to you during these hard times. And so the Bible says, God, it's impossible for God to lie. It says, we who have uh, fled to take hold of the hope offered to us may be greatly encouraged. It says, we have, in other words, we have what? This hope as an anchor for the soul that is firm and secure. I want you to see verse 19. Here's what I want to really speak to you today. Here's what God wants to make clear is that we have a hope. We have this hope as an anchor for our soul that makes us firm and and secure. I want you to say this. Say, I have a hope. Say this. Say, I have a hope. Now, what is that hope? That hope, his name is Jesus Christ. What is that hope? It is fueled by the Holy Spirit hope. I want to talk today about how to have this hope that will become an anchor for your soul. I've entitled this message, How to Find Hope in Hard Times. How to Find Hope in hard times. And man, I'm telling you right now, I want you to press the share button. In fact, copy the link and text it to somebody and tell them to say, here's how you find hope in the hard times. Invite them right now. Press the share button. Come on, Facebook. We should have 500 shares of this sermon right now. It's going to minister to people because people are looking for hope and we got it in God's word. I'm going to talk today about where and how to find hope during hard times. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you 
once again for your word. I thank you, God, that we're together as a church family right now, logged in online, united with one another. And Father, I pray that you would speak to us, that this message of hope, which is found in your word, would uh, amplify to so many during these difficult times that don't know where to find hope, that are maybe losing hope, that maybe have a false hope. But God, in this moment, I pray through the power and the unction of the Holy Spirit that you, Father, would speak through people, that the Spirit of God would bring hope to the hearts of many as we jump into your word. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Everybody says, amen and amen, amen. Come on, give God one more clap. So good, so good. Amen, amen. Awesome. Well, I want to talk to you today about this principle of hope. I want to tell you out the gate, don't lose hope. I'm going to say it one more time. Don't lose hope because God is not our last hope. God is our only hope. I'm going to say it one more time. God isn't our last hope. God is our only hope. That's the only hope we have during the good times and the bad times. During the neutral times, the up times, the down times, God is the only hope we have. Anything else is a false hope. Anything else will let us down. But I want to tell you today that God wants us to have something that nobody else can get or nobody else can give you but only comes from heaven. Now, I came upon this story, and I really want to open this message with this story because I feel it pertains really uniquely to what we're going through. But on August 14th of the year 2003, at approximately 4.10 p.m., this uh, event took place in New York City that was widespread, and it was actually a power outage that um, took all the power out of the northeast of NYC or New York City from Maine to all the way to Ontario, Canada. And so when this power outage took place, stay with me here, this is going to go somewhere. But this, this power outage took place, which was a real event that took place on August 14th of 2003. It literally took away all the power out of New York and all that Northeast region. All of the airports, all of the trains, the subways, homes, buildings. About 45 million people were affected and it lasted for 14 days. There was no AC, there was no lights, there were no phone chargers. The horror, come on now, your phone's gonna die, right? I mean, there was no power for 14 days. However, what was so unique about this event that took place was in the heart of New York City, there was this hotel right in downtown New York City where Times Square is called the Marriott Marquis. And the Marriott Marquis was one of the only places in the whole New York State that had its lights on. And so here you had one hotel, bright lights on, and everything else was dark. And the music was playing, the AC was on, people were, you know, hanging out and laughing, and it was the only place that had power. Well, what happened was after the 2001 9-11 attacks, what the Marriott Marquis did was they actually installed a high-powered generator into its own um, building so that no matter what happened to the power outage outside of the Marriott Marquis, it would still be able to be sustained because it had its own power. In other words, they had power on the inside that wasn't sustained or controlled by the power that was on the outside. What am I trying to say to you? You see, we who are believers, we need to be like this Marriott hotel that when all the power went out. That we who are believers, we have something different on the inside that no matter what power is lost 
on the outside, no matter how dark it gets on the outside, no matter what goes on on the outside power grid, we have a source, a metaphorical generator that doesn't come from the world, that isn't predicated on situations, isn't predicated on a stock market or my sales or, or, or my places, but this is a power that is fueled by the Holy Spirit and it's something different on the inside that has an override button on what happens on the outside because I got a Holy Spirit hope. And I believe during this time, I feel like preaching now, that we need to be the people that are lit up with Jesus in a dark time. When people are, are in fear, when people are displaced, when people are wondering disasters going on, we need to be people that say, I'm not fueled by the generator of the world. I'm fueled by the generator of God's word. I'm not fueled by the power grid of what's outside. I'm fueled by the power of the Holy Spirit because I got a generator that I installed when I got saved. I don't know what year that was for you. might have been last week or last month or 20 years ago, but I installed a generator named Jesus. Come on, hashtag generator named Jesus that generates in me a hope that I got light. Come on, somebody say amen because we have something the world didn't give us and the world can't take it away. You see, this is why I believe now more than ever, it's time for believers to have their hope. This is not a time for believers to lose their hope. Don't plug into what the world is saying. Plug into what the word is saying. Don't plug into the, to the, to the news and to the fear. I know it's very real what we're going through, and I'm not minimizing the very realities. Maybe you were laid off and, and, and you lost your job, or maybe your company shut down. Maybe a sales stopped. You're a, a business owner. Uh, maybe your, your children are out of school and you feel you're losing your way through homeschooling them. Maybe you're, you, you, you know someone that contracted the coronavirus and you're, you're worried. Listen, I'm not telling you that that's not what's taking place. But what I am telling you is we have a hope that is an anchor for our soul. That even when the things externally seem dark, we got a hope internally that my God can, my God will, my God shall, and my God still saves. The same God that took, you know, that shut the lion's mouth and didn't let them eat Daniel will shut the mouth of this lion, this recession, and it will not eat me alive. I will increase and not decrease in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Someone say, I have a hope. Come on, say, I have a hope. Now, let's break down this context. I love the verses we just read because in the verses we just read, the Bible, the Hebrew writer is actually dealing with hope. Now, we don't know who exactly wrote the book of Hebrews. There's a lot of debate from scholars of who exactly wrote the book of Hebrews. But whoever the person was, it's inspired by the Holy Spirit. It, we, we know that, that it is God's word and it's inspired. And many believe it might have been Paul who wrote the book of Hebrews. Uh, he was, as many know, a Hebrew of Hebrews. He himself was educated and he himself wrote a lot of the New Testament. But if we, if we use that assumption that Paul was writing about this, this, this hope as an anchor to his soul, it would really come connect because in other texts in the book of Acts, it talks about how Paul was shipwrecked at one time and how Paul actually was on his way doing the mission of God and a storm came and he became shipwrecked. And so it almost would be that Paul would be describing to us that would cause him not to give up hope during that difficult time when maybe a physical boat had failed him was because he had a hope in his spirit of a God who would see him through. And I just want to minister here for a moment and maybe you feel like you were on a boat that maybe sunk or a boat that is sinking. Maybe like I said, a situation, a sickness, an addiction, a difficulty, 
where you feel maybe the, the water is overtaking you, I'm going to tell you, you've got a hope that is an anchor for your soul. You have a hope that God wants to, God wants to have in your life. In fact, I love how he says it in verse 19. Let's go to that verse one more time. This is how, uh, how, the, how the, the writer here, inspired by the Holy Spirit, breaks it down. And I believe it's speaking to us so much right now where we're at as a nation, where we're at as families, where we're at as people. In fact, where we're at as a world, okay? This, this coronavirus is affecting the whole world. And here's what the Bible, I believe, would speak to us, what the prophet of the Lord would say to us. In verse 19, put up there if you can for me, team. I'll preach for the screens. He says, we have this hope as a what? Anchor for the soul. And then the Bible describes what this anchor for my soul does. It says it keeps me firm. Someone say firm. It keeps me secure. Someone say secure. It says, and it enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain. Now let me break that down for a minute. Don't lose me here. But the Bible reveals to us that behind the inner curtain was the Holy of Holies where only the high priest can go once a year when he would sacrifice, you know, a lamb. And you were not able to get into the Holy of Holies. But the Bible now says because I got this anchor, because I got this hope, this hope, notice it says this hope because it is describing a certain type of, of hope. It says I'm firm and secure and I can enter into the presence of God. And if I got the presence of God, the presence of God is not the absolute of problems. The presence of God is the presence of peace even in the midst of my problems. When I got a hope and I got an anchor, that means the storm can come, the wind can blow, the waves can try to get on me, but baby, it ain't getting inside of me. Why? Because I got hope in Jesus. Who am I talking to this morning that is going to be anchored in hope in the mighty name of Jesus Christ? I feel the amens. Come on, someone write, I have this hope. Well, what is this hope? Can I tell you what this hope is? This hope ain't dope. Come on, somebody. And I'll tell you what this hope is. This hope, his name is Jesus. I want you to write this down. Here's your first point. I got two points for you today, but probably like 10 of them in the sermon. So just stay with me here. But first thought I want to leave you with today that I want to instill, I want to instill into you from God's word. This is not Josiah's word. This is God's word. I want to put in our church family. And here's what I want to put into you. Write this down. Point number one is this. We must anchor our hope in Jesus. I must anchor my hope in Jesus. I'm not going to anchor my hope in anything else but Jesus. Because anything else is a false hope. Anything else will, will let me down. It's hopeless. Everything else will leave me helpless. But if I anchor my hope in Jesus, then it will keep me firm and secure. And I can enter the inner sanctuary of the presence of Almighty God. You see, the Bible says we have this hope. And we've got to anchor it in who Jesus is. Now, the anchor doesn't hold us back. An anchor holds us down. Let's say it again. An anchor doesn't hold us back. An anchor holds us down. You know, my, my son, uh, David, my youngest son, my, my fourth child, the grand finale, hello, no mas, you know. But my youngest son, David, when I put him on my shoulders and I'm carrying him on my shoulders, I got his little chubby hands, you know, in my hands and his little chubby feet are right here. And, and he likes to like buck, just like, like go like that. And he wants to, literally, he wants me to like let my hands go. And I'm holding him. And he actually thinks that while I'm holding him, that I'm holding him back. But the truth is, I'm not holding him back. I'm holding him firm and secure so he can enjoy the ride from up top. Can I tell you, listen to me. God's word during this season, it ain't holding you back. God, God's principles ain't holding you back. They're holding you firm and secure. 
So don't you think, well, you know, uh, well, you know, I want to do that. No, no, no. God, you're holding me firm and secure so I can enjoy the ride and I'm not going to let this tear me down or let this disaster come into my home. But I'm going to increase and not decrease in the mighty name of Jesus. Now, let's go. Let's break this down. Man, I got so much to share with you. Hallelujah. We got time. Come on now. You don't have to fight no traffic. You're right. Chilling at your home. So let me break this down. Give me, give me every minute. Okay. Check this out. The the Bible tells us that, that hope, we need to use it as an anchor so we won't be thrown off. Now, an anchor is something that holds a boat in place. So whenever a boat arrives to its destination or whenever it arrives to where it should be, in other words, it doesn't need to travel anywhere else, a boat will let down its anchor to be able to be right where it needs to be. Now, when the Bible says this, let me break this down. Stay with me here. This today will serve as our anchor. (laughs) Come on now. You're wondering, this is not an anchor. I couldn't get nothing else. Everything's closed. Come on. And Amazon takes three weeks just to get toilet paper. Can you imagine how long it takes to get an anchor? (laughs) Come on now. The Bible says that we have a hope that is an anchor to our soul. And the scripture says that we who are believers need to anchor ourselves to the hope. Now, stay with me here, okay? Watch this now. Watch this now. This anchor, all of us have it. The question is, where will you anchor your hope. Now, when you think of an anchor and a boat, you can't see the anchor in the boat. So when the boat lets down the anchor, right, you just see the boat on top of the water, but you can't see the anchor because it's so far deep under the water. And it goes all the way to the bottom of whatever the part of the ocean is where that boat particularly is. And some of these anchors can go down hundreds and hundreds of feet, so it holds it firm and secure. Now, You can't see the anchor, but you know when a boat has an anchor because when waves and wind comes, when a storm may come, you know that the boat is anchored because the boat might rock a little bit, but it doesn't move and it doesn't go with the wind. It doesn't go with the news. It doesn't go with the negativity. It doesn't go with the nonsense. Are you following me? You can, you know when a boat is anchored, you can't see it, but you can see it if you know what I mean. What am I trying to say to us who are believers right now? Here's what I believe God is saying to us. He's saying, during these times, you got to let your anchor down and put it in Jesus. The world won't be able to, you can't literally see hope, but you can always see somebody who is full of hope because whenever the storm comes, they are anchored. Yeah, devil, you ain't going to get me. And and the boat might get a little rocky. The boat might get a little shaky, but I'm going to tell you what, I am anchored in Jesus. My hope is in God. And I... And the world will see your anchor. Why? Because they see 
your hope. Come on, somebody. I want you to type in the comments and say, I want to see your hope. Come on, say this. Say, I want to see. In fact, I want you to tag someone and say, yo, at, at, at Froggy, yo, at Fred, I want to see your hope. Come on, say that. I want to see your hope. You see, the Bible tells us that hope is an anchor. It'll keep us secure. It'll keep us steadfast. It'll keep us immovable. It'll keep us in the right place, in the right mind, and in the right heart. Because this is not just any hope. This is a Holy Spirit hope. Anchor for our soul. It is an anchor that keeps us in place. Now, 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 let me break this down. The Bible says, can I teach for a minute? Come on, I'm going to teach right now. Even if you said no, I'm still going to teach it. The Bible says that the hope is an anchor for our soul. Well, what is our soul? Can I break that down for a minute? I know I'm talking fast, but I had a cup of coffee and I only got so much time and I feel like preaching somebody into a Holy Spirit hope that's going to make you jump up and down in your car, in your room, in the middle of disaster. You're going to give God your greatest worship, your greatest praise, your greatest declaration, and you're going to see abundance come to you. Why? Because I didn't lose. You might have lost your job, but I'm not going to lose my hope. You might have lost. Your, you might feel like you're losing your company, but don't you lose your hope because when the turnaround comes, people are going to say, you did not get blown away by this nonsense. Why? Because I got a hope. Come on, somebody. Say, I got a hope. I'm getting fired up. Okay, break it down. We got this hope as an anchor for what? Our soul. Let's break this down really quick. Okay, what is your soul? Your soul is defined as your mind, your will, and your emotions. I'll say it again for those that are taking notes. My soul is my mind, my will, and my emotions. We are a three-part being. We are body, soul, and spirit. Your spirit is what was given by God. But your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. So the Bible says that when I place my hope as an anchor into Jesus as my soul, it means it's going to keep my mind anchored, it's going to keep my will anchored, and it's going to keep my emotions anchored. Because I'm going to tell you right now, I know what Rona is trying to do to you. Hashtag, that's coronavirus. I know what Rona is trying to do with you. Rona is trying to mess with your emotions. It's trying to get you to wash all over the place and to not be anchored, but to be overcome by all the nonsense. The Bible says that hope in Jesus will anchor yourself. I don't know about you, but during these times, I need my mind anchored. During these times, I need my emotions anchored. Some of you, you're panicking. Some of you, I feel the spirit of God. Some of you, you're letting anxiety overtake you. Some of you, like I said, you might didn't get coronavirus, but you're getting the fear virus. You're getting the worry virus. You're getting the anxiety virus. You're getting the, 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 uh, the, the virus uh, that's overcoming you, the, 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 the virus of depression, the virus of discouragement, the virus of addiction is trying to tempt you to go back to that addiction, to go back into that old relationship. No, 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 no. Don't let it infect you. You got a hope that's going to be an anchor for your soul. See, I got a hope that is an anchor for my soul. I want to tell you what the Bible says here. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 8, it says, But since we belong to the day, let us who are sober, someone say, wake us up, Lord. Let us who are sober, put, putting on faith and love as a breastplate, but watch this, and hope as what? The helmet, I'm sorry, and the hope of salvation as a helmet. Say, I want you to see this scripture. The Bible says that faith and love are a breastplate. Why? Because it guards your heart. So your faith guards your heart. Love guards your heart. But the Bible says that hope is a helmet that what? Guards your head. Hope is a helmet that guards my head. Write that down. Hope 
is the helmet that guards my head so I don't lose my mind. Don't you be losing your mind during these, during these times. There are some, the corona chaos will make you lose your mind. But I'm going to have my hope that is anchored in Jesus Christ because hope is my helmet. It guards my head. It guards my mind. That means no matter what difficulty we face when we're anchored in the hope that is from Jesus, nothing is going to move your mind. When you're anchored in Jesus, nothing will move your mind. Nothing will move your thoughts because I'm anchored. Not, not, not the winds of COVID, not the waves of economy, not the waves of layoffs, not the waves of the stock market going down, not, not the storms that you're worried about. Why? Because the hope is an anchor for my head and my mind. You see a lot of other people, watch this now, and you'll know who has hope and who doesn't because a lot of other people, if they were in your situation, they would be negative, they would be upset, they would be mad, they would be let down, but not you. You want to know why? Because you have your hope that is anchored in Jesus. Other people may have been discouraged. Other people would, would want to give up on their faith, but not you. Why? Because you have a hope that is in Jesus Christ because when you are hope, when you're secure in Jesus, when you have a hope, everybody else is blowing away. Everybody else is getting caught up in the drama, but you, you can't go there. It pull, it almost pulls you back and you wonder, why, why can't I be negative like everybody else is negative? Because you have a hope. You're going, how come I can't complain like everybody else complains? It's because you have a hope. That's the hope. That's Jesus pulling you back. That's proof that you're anchored. Some of you are like, some of you right now are going, I'm not as worried as everybody else is worried. I'm going to tell you why. It's because you have a hope. Some of you right now, you're going, I know this is all going to work, and I know my God is able. Jehovah Jireh, my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and his glory. I know no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And other people think you're crazy. No, you're not crazy. It's hope that is pulling you back because you're anchored, and you got an anchor that the world doesn't else have. And they're going to wonder, why didn't this move you? It's because I got a hope. And I want you to recognize that. Don't let anybody else lie to you that you're being, hey, come back down to earth. Man, I'm not trying to be down to earth. I'm trying to be connected to heaven, y'all. Come on, somebody. You see, we have a hope anchored to our soul. Watch what 1 Corinthians 13, 13 said. It says this, three things will last forever. Faith, hope, and love. What three things will last forever? Faith, hope, and love. It says, and the greatest of these is love. Now, let me break that down. Let me teach here for a moment. The Bible says three, faith, hope, and love. The greatest is love. Why? Because I want you to listen here. Faith and hope are only for earth. Love is for earth and eternity. See, when we come into eternity and when we all stand before God, which we all will one day, okay? It's not coronavirus going to take you out. Another, but all of us will stand before God one day, whether he comes back or we go see him and we pass away. But after we live our long lives and after we live in abundance and we, we make a difference on this earth, we're going to stand before God. And can I tell you, you're not going to eat your faith when you're in heaven. Okay? You already believe God's right there. You're not going to eat your hope when you're in heaven. Those pass away because you're going to be in heaven. You don't need hope. You're already in, with God. There's no healing. There's no, I'm sorry, there's no sickness. There's healing. There's no sickness, no disease. There's no plague. Faith and hope are only for earth. In other words, these two things are only to be utilized during right now while you're alive on earth. I've got to activate my faith and I've got to activate my hope. 
And I'm praying that your hope kicks in right now. God, I feel this right now. I'm talking to somebody. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I'm having a conversation with somebody right now that feels overwhelmed, that God's about to change you from an overwhelmer to an overcomer. I'm talking to somebody right now. I feel the Spirit of God connecting us right now, and I feel like I am rewiring you right now, and I'm telling you, you began to feel helpless. God's about to make you feel hopeful. You're going to go from helpless to hopeful. You're not going to be hopeless. You're going to be full of hope. And God is saying, I'm going to kick in your hope in this season. I know you got faith, but you got to activate your hope. I know you love God, but you got to activate your hope. And the reason some of you right now feel displaced is because you fall in love with God and you're like, God, I believe that you're real and I know that you love me, but I don't know about the future. And God sent me to tell you because it's time to activate your hope. It's time for you to have an expectation of what God can do for your life. Someone say, I got a hope. We got to kick in our hope in this season. And I believe you got to kick it into high gear. You got to put it, I mean, you got to just open open it up, gush out the hope right now. Now, what is hope? Well, it bears breaking down. You see, the word hope, let me teach, stay with me. The word hope here, when it says faith, hope, and love, there is one word for the Greek word hope in the New Testament, and it is the Greek word elpis. Say it with me, say elpis. E-L-P-I-S for those that are taking notes. And you know my note takers. Note takers are world shakers. So write this down. I'd love to teach you the word. Hope is the Greek word elpis. And the word elpis literally means, watch this now. This is going to bless somebody. The word elpis literally means expectation. (laughs) Expectation. It means to expect something. And if I can give it a little stronger Um, The Strong's Concordance breaks it down to us, the Greek lexicon, that it's not just a small expectation. It is a confident expectation. It is an expectation that I know is on its way. So when the Bible says these three shall remain, faith, hope, and love, hope is not talking about do you believe God is real? Hope is talking about, I believe God will come through. Oh, I felt that one. It's not just, do you believe God's real? It's, I believe God will come through. And some of you, you know God is real, but you doubt if he will come through. I am talking to somebody right now. And God is saying, it's because you have lost your hope in me. And I'm here this morning, I feel the unction of the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, you need to share this message with somebody, that the devil is trying to rob people's hope. They believe God is real. There's so many believers around that say, God, I believe you're real, but I don't know if you'll come through. You better wake up your hope, baby. You better get your hope in line and get some Holy Spirit hope because I got an expectation. What type of expectation? You got a hope in God like your hope is in Amazon. <laughs> come on. Yeah, some of you put an order in Amazon and you expect it to be at your front door in less than two days because I paid my $99 a year. Come on now. Right? Some of you, you have an expectation on Amazon. You put the order in and you know that that package is on its way. And even if there's a little delays, you're like, it'll get to me. Don't worry about it. It'll come through. It's going to come through. Amazon ain't going to let me down. They didn't lose my, my order, even if they might have got it, you know, a little bit delayed. Maybe some things, little storms, little stuff on the way. But I know it's going to come through. You're not worried. You're not losing sleep over the package, right? Because you know Amazon's going to come through. What could happen if we had that same expectation and the God that we serve. What if today you say, I know God is real, but I also know God will come through. It might not be on my timing. It might be when I want it. I know there might be delays. I know I might get discouraged. I know I might see disaster. I know I may see things in the world on the outside, but I'm not fueled by a power grid on the outside. I'm fueled by the power of the Holy Spirit. What if you got an expectation right now? You said, Pastor, in the name of Jesus, by the word of God and by the things of Jesus, I'm going to have a hope that my God will come through. Hashtag, he will 
will come through. Tell somebody right now. In fact, tag someone in the comments and say, at so-and-so, God's going to come through. Come on, just put them on blast. Say, God will come through. God will come through because I have an expectation. Let me talk to you real. Have you lost your expectation? I know you didn't lose your faith, but have you lost your expectation? Listen, listen, listen. It's not a matter right now of whether you're going to go to heaven. It's a matter of how much heaven is going to come through you on earth. That has everything to do with expectation. I know you didn't lose your love for God. I know you love God. Yosito, te amo. I know you love him. But have you lost your expectation? Have you allowed your natural eyes to naturalize your spirit and your faith? I feel God telling me to tell someone that you're going to get your expectation back after today. I'm, oh, you're going to get your expectation back. Hope. I have this hope as an anchor for my soul. Firm and secure. It allows me to enter into the inner sanctuary, the presence of Almighty God. Point number two, got to finish this outline. My God, my God. How do you have hope in hard times? Because I know it's hard times, but don't you lose your hope during hard times. Here's how. Watch out for the drift during the hard times. You got to watch out for moments where you're drifting. Let me minister to you. I'm almost done here, okay? I know. Actually, Matt, I'll, I might go overtime today. Come on, somebody. You got to say you got to fight no traffic. You're right there in your home. Let's go. Listen, how to find hope? You got to watch out for the drift. Someone say, watch the drift. Come on, say, watch the drift. Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 1, same, same book, earlier chapter, it says this. Again, many believe Paul the Apostle wrote this literature in the book of Hebrews. And he says, we must pay more careful attention. Someone say, more attention. Atención. Therefore, to what we have heard. You're hearing the word of God this morning. So that we do not, what? Drift away. Float Float on. Some of my old school people know where that's from. Come on now. Don't drift away. The scripture is saying, watch me now. He says, you got to pay careful attention so you don't slowly drift. You see, the devil right now, I know what he's trying to do to you because he does it to me. He's trying to get you to pull up your anchor of hope in Jesus and be like, I don't know if God's going to come through and you start losing your hope. When you lose your hope in Jesus and you lose your expectation, you actually are pulling up your anchor. And here's what ends up happening is the Bible says you'll start to drift. Little by little, you'll drift. And now you're being carried by everything else. And some of you, you've drifted. You're, you're letting this season drift you to a place that you know it's not where God wants you to be. Some of you, you used to be so full of life before coronavirus came. And now it's hard for you to encourage somebody else. I'm going to tell you why. Because you, you pulled up your anchor and you, you drifted. Some of you right now, you lost your worship. It's hard for you to worship right now in your home. And you say, Pastor, why is it so hard for you to worship? I'm telling you why. Because you picked up your anchor and you've started to drift. Some of you, it's hard for you to pray right now. And you're wondering, why is it so hard for me to pray? I know God's real. It's because you're losing your hope, your expectation, and you're drifting. I feel the authority of the Holy Ghost right now. I'm talking to somebody. You're drifting. 
some of you right now, you're starting to go back to your old ways. You're starting to get back into the things that, that you were delivered from, but now you find more idle time and Satan is tempting you and you're lifting your anchor up and you're drifting away. Others of you, you're starting to become overwhelmed and you're drifting away. God says right now, don't pull up your anchor. Don't, don't you remove your anchor in these times. In these times, you gotta be like, no devil, I am not gonna pull up my anchor and let my life drift. I'm not gonna let my marriage drift. I'm not gonna let my faith drift. I'm not gonna let my worship drift. I'm not gonna let my, my, my love for God. I'm not gonna let my commitment to God drift, my loyalty to who he is. I'm not gonna let it drift. Because in this season, it's a choice. Either you will decide to drift or you will decide to remain constant and committed to God. It's a decision. I believe so many opportunities are gonna come out of this difficulty. Now, of course, we're praying and we're believing God for this to pass over. But some of you, you're gonna have opportunities that are gonna come to you in greater measure. You might say, how can you say that? Because I'm a person of faith and I got hope and expectation that out of this, I will not decrease, I will increase. Some of you, I believe you're gonna be so hopeful and faithful to God that on the backside of this, you're actually gonna be more prosperous. There's gonna be so much more business coming your way. There's gonna be so much more unity in your family coming, so much better worship coming out of this. Why? Because you remain hopeful and confident in who Christ was and I did not let this nonsense, this chaos, make me lose my anchor that is found in Jesus Christ. Come on, can I get a better amen? Come on, somebody. So good. Let me read you a few more scriptures. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 18 and 19. Here's what the Bible says. Timothy, my son, I give you this instruction in keeping with the prophecies once made about you so that by following them, you may fight the good fight. Stay in the fight, and it's a good fight. Verse 19, he says, holding on to faith and a good conscience. He says, some have rejected these, and so have shipwrecked their faith. Don't shipwreck your faith during this difficult time. Don't pull up your anchor in their hope of Jesus and lose your hope and you end up shipwrecked at the end of this. I'm not going to end up shipwrecked. Ain't no coronavirus going to shipwreck my home. The silver home will not be shipwrecked. My life will not be shipwrecked. My faith will not be shipwrecked. My finances will not be shipwrecked. My destiny, my calling, the dreams. Come on, the new building Freedom House Church is going to get is not going to be shipwrecked. All the, all the aspirations we had before coronavirus showed up is not going to be shipwrecked. In fact, coronavirus is going to end up being a somehow God is going to turn it for the good because God says he works all things together for the good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose my God says that what was intended to harm me God is going to turn it around for the good I am not going to be shipwrecked but we are going to let our hope anchor be in Jesus my expectation is going to go to another level and God is going to come through because he's good he's faithful he's stronger he's able he is mighty to save he's the God who can, come on, take me out of the fire. He's the God who rose again, and he's the God that will lift us up to new heights in the mighty name of Jesus Christ because he's faithful. Can somebody shout amen? Amen. Some will say he's faithful. Listen to me. Some of you, you drifted into bitterness. Some of you, you drifted into doubt. Some of you, you drifted into unbelief. Some of you have drifted into, you've allowed this. And here's what God is telling me to tell you today. Get your anchor back down. Get your anchor back down in Jesus. Get your anchor down and get your hope up. God will come through. I'll say it again. God will come through. Get your anchor, drop it, 
like this. Look at me. Look at this. This is the picture I want you to get. My anchor is down in Jesus. My hand is lifted up in praise. And the storm is coming. And I ain't going to lie. It is rocking our boat. I mean, come on. Let's be honest. Some of you, we're like, whoa. And, and you're feeling the boat. You know, the boats are rocking. Don't come in a knocking. You know, you're just, you're feeling. But here's us. I'm anchored. And I got my hand lifted. And I'm worshiping. And I'm giving God praise in the storm. I'm giving God praise in the wind. I'm giving God praise during coronavirus. I'm giving God praise even when the stock market's going down, going Shabbat, hallelujah. Even when the, my, my company said, hey, we might have to furlough you for a month. Well, praise the Lord. I'm going to have my hope anchored because I know my God will come through. If it's not through this way, it's going to come through another way because God is, my God is faithful. He's bigger than coronavirus. And even no matter if they say, hey, I heard that there's more cases in Orange County. County. Oh, wow. I'm going to pray for those cases, but I'm going to tell you what, the blood of Jesus, I am going to be covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. Hey, they might extend schools, not going to start when they end. You might have to homeschool longer. Okay, you know what? I'll tell you one thing I'm not going to do. I'm not going to pull my anchor up because if I pull my anchor up and I let my hope get down, I'm going to drift into the negative Nancy, the Debbie Downer. I'm going to drift back into my addictions and I already know what that old person can do. I know that I know what the old man can do. I want the new man, the new woman, the new one in Christ because I will see the victory of God because I got a hope in Jesus. Why? Philippians 1.6 because my Bible says that he who began a good work in me is faithful to bring it unto completion until the day of Jesus Christ. God ain't done with me yet. He ain't done with you. He ain't done with your family. He ain't done with Freedom House. God will use this to catapult us into greater revival, greater breakthrough, greater salvation, greater gospel being preached, and greater innovation of God using his church to reach people in unknown ways. Why? Because my God says I'm a good work. I said my God said I'm a good work. You're a good work. Your family is a good work. When you're anchored in Jesus, God says I'm still working on you. I ain't done with you because you're still alive. You ought to stand to your feet in your living room. In your, get those get those blankets off of you and you want to just stand in your room lift your hands right now and begin to give God a shout a worship turn the music all the way up let so loud you can't even hear your mama sing you can't even, let your neighbors know that a real party is happening at your apartment it's called a worship party I'm gonna let hope fill up my heart thanks for joining us today we pray you were encouraged by this message Show us your support by sharing your favorite podcast on social media and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Freedom House OC today. See you next week.